you go to the book of Luke chapter 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way. Have your way, Father. Glory to your name. Luke chapter 11, verses 11 to 13. This is where we're going to spend our time this morning. God is so good. He's so good. I'm going to read this text, and then we're going to spend some time as we worship and just welcome the Holy Spirit in our midst. The Holy Spirit would have his way. We wait on you, Jesus. We're in no rush. We wait on you, Holy Spirit. We've gotten so busy that we've missed you. Holy Spirit, we want to be a healthy church. And we need your Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 11, verses 11 to 13 says, What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Today's message is entitled, Ask Him. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Your presence, Lord. 
Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your presence is here, and we thank you that you are a God who answers prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Praise team, you may be you may be seated. You can sit in the congregation. Luke eleven verses eleven to thirteen is our text. Before I dive into the short message, as we begin in the month of July to get our hearts prepared to be cultivated, to be people of prayer. Say that with me. We are people of prayer. It is vital for us to know God's will for us to be people who pray. And so to be people who pray, Jesus knows the importance of it. And so it's critical. It's very important that we understand Um, God's availability, that God invites us to ask him, according to our text. I want to let you know that for the month of July, as I corporately invite the church into a time of prayer, um, I want us to pray, believing that God answers prayer. Um, I believe we need to pray. Never get discouraged. uh, That makes you stop praying. Never be discouraged. Continue to pray. On Wednesdays, I'm going to be doing a deep dive into discipleship. And I really, really believe in the conviction that we have to equip you for the harvest that God is bringing. And so on Wednesdays, we're going to have it where it's going to be a and a I'm going to be teaching what we've been talking about for the last couple of months. And I just feel pastorally, it's important that we actually break it down for you. And so this is an opportunity for you to really When we finish the month of July, you're going to be like, I'm equipped for the harvest that God is putting in people's hearts, but the harvest for people that need to come to know Jesus. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, I want to invite you on Wednesdays as it's on the screen to come and be a part of that. Uh, It's a different way of doing a Bible study. We're going to have worksheets for you. We're going to dive deep into it. And I believe it's going to be a tremendous blessing in your life, in your life. Amen. Ask Him is the title for today's message. And I'm super excited because we read here very clearly in Luke 11, verse 13, that it ends by saying, to those who ask Him, to those who ask Him. That'll be our final point of this message. But let me first give you some of the other things that we're going to be talking about in this particular text. You see, prayer is an action. Prayer is an action. And Luke, the gospel writer of both Luke and Acts, he wants you and I to know that he emphasizes prayer more than any of the other gospel writers. I think in the mind of Luke observing Jesus, that he realizes that Jesus was a man of prayer. That Jesus understood the importance of prayer. So, so we can say, I want to be like Jesus in the miraculous, but you got to be like Jesus having a prayer life. Amen, somebody. If the church is to reflect Jesus, it should be a place where prayer is the norm. 
that prayer is the most important thing. For Jesus himself said, my house should be a house of prayer. It should be a house of prayer. And so prayer is an action. It's something that we must participate in. Prayer is also an attitude. And in the New Testament, the Spirit's effectiveness, so the Spirit's ability to work in a corporate body, is dependent upon our attitude and how we view prayer. Do we see prayer as just simply something that we just fill in the time? Or do we really see prayer as an opportunity to invite the Spirit of the living God to move effectively throughout the congregation? And here it is that when we read the book of Luke and Acts, the same writer, he is generally associated that if you notice the people and how God would move and shake the very foundation, prayer was always connected with it. That there was a time when, 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 when we can realize that James was killed. The Bible says that when, 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 when the emperor realized that killing these known believers, that they were getting praise from the people, he decided to also arrest Peter to kill him. But the Bible says that the church gathered for what? Prayer. And so we know clearly throughout the scripture that prayer is important. And so it says that prayer then should be the attitude of the believer. That we should welcome prayer. That we should be able to get together and say we're going to lead our family in a time of prayer. Come on. That there has to be a time we turn off the Netflix, turn off the TV, and says that we're going to spend some time in prayer because we serve a God who answers prayer. If we really want to see people set free from drugs and alcohol and depression, prayer is the key component of that. Prayer opens up the miraculous. Can I teach this thing? That we must understand as we dive deeper into walking in wholeness, there are two aspects that God has equipped us to do as individuals. Is that we understand that there are medical things that we can do. Luke was a physician. So the Bible doesn't go against doctors. Actually, it empowers doctors. And so there are medical things that we can do on this side of being human and our human nature. And so that's why it's important as the church that we invite doctors to get saved to come into the church so that they know how to pray before they do a medical procedure. If you have to have a medical procedure, you better ask your physician, hey, let's pray. I know you got your PhD in understanding the human body, but I got to go to the one who created the human body. Do I got anybody with me this morning that recognize how prayer is important? It's vital. And so the second thing is we show mercy. But there's an aspect that's of the supernatural, and that's the miraculous. That's the miraculous and the mystery. And so prayer is important. So this morning, when you're going to ask him, you're going to recognize that you're telling him that, God, I want to take action. That I'm not just going to warm the seat, but I'm actually going to take action. It's actually a verb. It is doing something. Is that we're going to pray. And then the second thing is we're going to have an attitude that God ready. He answers prayer. 
It's important that we recognize that because in our text, Jesus is teaching a very important principle and he invites us and he says to those who ask him. So prayer is an action. Prayer is an attitude. But what is the reason we don't pray out loud? What is the reason why when we come corporately together, we don't pray out loud? We don't cry out. We don't lament. And part of that reason here is not to embarrass anybody. When I invite you to pray with me, it is not to embarrass you. It is by design to get you out of your comfort zone. Can I teach this this morning? That I got to get you out of your comfort zone. Why? Because whether you believe it or not, there is a devil that doesn't like you. You have an enemy of your soul. That wants to destroy your future. Can somebody understand that this morning? Spiritual warfare is real. That there are some things that are natural, but there are some things that are demonic. And we must recognize this because we're spending so much effort in natural things when God is saying, no, there's a devil that's trying to destroy you. Now, I know you haven't heard this preach in so many churches. And the reason why is because we're trying to make you comfortable as opposed to challenging you to step into your potential to recognize the God that you serve answers prayer. And so one of the reasons why we don't like to pray out loud is because people are very uncomfortable doing things they haven't developed some measure of competence in. We just don't know how to pray. (laughs) And so here in our text, to go to its context, these individuals saw Jesus praying. And I promise you, he prayed out loud. He was praying to his father in heaven. And so the disciples went to him and says, "Um, can you teach us how to pray? Now, please understand, these were religious individuals, so they know what to pray, but they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray like how you are praying. So there's an aspect of prayer that we need to tap into. And so we must make a decision. And I want to encourage you to make a decision this month. God, teach us how to pray. Teach us to pray so the power comes down. My God. Teach us to pray so that foundations are shaken. Teach us to pray so people are baptized in the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. Teach us to pray, God, so when people walk through the doors, the power of God will hit them and they will know that you are real.